From Nuthouse Studios in Lexington, Kentucky, Black Lot Moon Productions proudly presents Bluegrass Homefront. Bluegrass Homefront Season 2, Episode 6. Hooray. Hooray. Wow, we're moving right along. It is for the week of February 28th, 2021. Mm-hmm. My name is Tiny Bryan, and I am your host. With me, as always, is Victor. Victor, good day to you, sir. Greetings. And how are you, sir? I am pretty good today. A little, little gloomy these, gloomy these days, but yeah. it's the gloomy when recording, so it's uh, one of them days, but we're having a good day. and uh, Better days are ahead, I think. Sure. Got some work to do today, and all excited about it. Yay. I'm telling you. So, it's, uh, Kentucky is starting to thaw out. We're, we're, we're coming out of the, the, I only saw like one or two gray, dingy piles of snow in a couple the, of parking lots. The dirty snow is, is lovely, isn't it? It is. It's the best part of any weather winter weather event. Is just <laughs> it's the, let's just I, have a pile of nastiness. Somebody took a picture of the big giant ones at the uh, mall. Mm-hmm. You know, they got the big giant parking lots, and they got those big giant piles of snow, and they just get blacker and blacker, and it just like ick. Speaking of the mall, you know the uh, arguably the most useful store in Fayette Mall here in Lexington mm-hmm. is moving. Moving? Yeah, the Apple Store in Fayette Mall is moving across the street to the Summit. Oh, really? Yeah, going to have their own, like, standalone outside I, thing. You know, they kind of belong in the Summit. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> no, that's good. You'll be able to drive up to it. You don't have to go to the stupid mall to go to the Apple Store. So I'm kind of happy about it. Well, see, and that's exactly why they did it. So <laughs> right. as, they, uh, as they're as they moving on up here in Lexington. And, yeah. Uh, do have our our first live show of season two today. We, we do. do have an audience today, and since it's Plague World, we have an audience of one. Yep, he hasn't really looked at us though, but that's okay. He seems to be enjoying his phone. Yep. It's uh, let's see, what are we looking at? It looks like a bunch of icons. Oh well, that just that's just the main page. I was hoping you were. I was going to snoop your phone, but you you didn't bother to leave it open to anything juicy. Oh, oh no, it's dots. Dots. Let's play three dots. I don't know what that is. It's a, you know, match three game. Oh, uh, okay. It's just with I don't dots. think I've ever played it. I played it for a little while, long, long years ago. Mm. So. Fun times. I mean, feel free to play your dots. We're, no, we're, we're just giving you a hard time. We're, you know, podcasting a famously visual medium, so but, you're welcome to not look at us. But we're going to hold him off for now. He, he He's going to talk to us later, so that'll be fun. Yes, we, we, we will talk to him at some point, and... Uh, Perhaps we'll talk to him about a peek or two at some point. Mm, maybe. Ooh, yeah, he's get, Ooh, look at that. Oh, that. He has applied his finger to his lips mm. in a in a naughty gesture. So, what's uh what's been happening around town there, Tiny Brian? Well, um Kentucky was the basketball team was at home over the weekend. They were. Uh, in a in a once again bet you'd barely know that they were there thanks to Plague World. Right. I love uh, it's my new favorite pastime. It's like the game started, I'm going to go drive around the stadium just right. to, like let's just let's just orbit Rep Arena and see, like try to look in the windows and, and see And it's what's even happening. weirder because you know Rep Arena's kind of all looks like it exploded for now. Yeah. You know because they're doing slowly all being reassembled. It is it's slowly uh, I'm I'm kind of locking the windows and stuff they're putting up so and i love the 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 very nautical theme it looks like the the front of a boat every time i come down main street it's like i, I find it weird that they actually separate it from the hyatt though that just seems weird to me i, I know they're going to make like a, a walkway like a common area in, in there, the same way in the same it, way they have in the at the center of town up there where the 
the oh, new okay. hotel is. There's like a little walkway between all that stuff. That's never happened before. What just we happened? Received new music while we're on on the thing here. So that's oh, got cool. an artist contacting us in the middle of recording. Yeah, that's yep. the best so, way to be uh, yeah, interrupted. Like I guess. So we'll play her next week. Oh, excellent! Yeah. So that'll be a, that. That that's what we call a tease, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, there you go. That is a tease. You know who uh, teased us with a potential victory over the weekend is the the men's basketball team when they were here at home. And they did not get a victory. And they really needed it because earlier in the week, their their game with uh, Texas A&M, as we have found out now, is canceled. That game will not take place this season. Yeah, not postponed. <coughs> it's done. Yeah, however, we are going to play uh, South Carolina next Saturday. Right, and that's in the slot that, like, all the teams have because everybody was given some, like, make-up right. space at the end of the right, season, but, right? Uh, but the Gators from Florida came up here and uh, handed us a 71-67 loss yesterday at home. So Although uh, it, it – the home record has been pretty pathetic this year. Well, there's no what record is not pathetic. This well, year. I know. I mean, what are we now like six and thirteen or something like that? Fourteen, yeah, something it's, like it's that. No, sad. we got more than six because eight. No, yeah. maybe it's eight. Yeah, yeah, we're not that bad, but we're yeah, we're, we are. Yeah, we are, but we're not six. Well, so, let's see what we can do in the NIT if we can get there. Yeah, but they're going to lax a little bit on that five hundred thing, and they're going to want us in. there. Yeah, they're going to want us in there. I we're, mean. we're big stars <coughs> with our with our terrible. Well, it could record. be very possible that Duke, UK, and Kansas and Michigan State could all be in the NIT this year. Wouldn't it be hilarious and just endemic of Plague World if the NIT got higher ratings than the NCAA well, it would. for? It would. If it has Duke and Kentucky in it, that's your two ratings getters. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we're we're not yeah. interested in watching Syracuse and, and Mississippi State play for the championship or whoever. Well, no, it'll be like yeah, I know it would it, never. No, really. I'm I'm going to tell you who it may be. It could be like Baylor and Gonzaga. <laughs> you know, like, maybe Villanova, even though they were losing earlier. So, you know, <sighs> so that's our ta- that's our topsy turvy world as we head into March. So yeah. who see who knows where we're headed from here? Wait, I know where we're headed to from to from here. Some music. Enjoy some cop flying. That first kite was made of newspaper and strung with fish line. I was lying next to it alone. Sunlight in the bright shape of a window. X1. The shadow of the sash moved slowly across the floor toward me. A way had to be found to make it work. We were trying. Cat brought the bird My mother was downstairs Or out back in the cornfield with a gun I didn't move Who knew where my father Nothing ever worked 
smile close Whenever I thought I was asleep or flying Touch my eyes, I open Cross hairs were on my chest breathing Cross hairs were on my chest breathing I saw my
icebergs melting in the sea. And you ask yourself the question, why be born for times like these?
Welcome back to Bluegrass Homefront. This is Victor with Tiny Brian. Yo. So in that first set of music, we heard Warren Byram with That First Kite, the JRE with Fall in Love with the World, and Crimson Croft with Zero Visibility. Diverse group of voices there in that first yeah, block. Yeah, it, it kind of ebbs and flows a little bit, so hopefully everybody enjoyed that set. That set and uh, do want to take just a moment to talk about member of the JRE while we're here, okay. uh, Robert Rohrer. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been, he's joined us here in the first season. He was he here did. on the show. Friend of the show was here with Jeff Ritchie when we had members of the JRE here. And uh, turns out he is, has been, I don't want to go into too much detail, but he is having some health concerns. Sure. And there are definitely mm-hmm. some issues related to paying bills that he's going to have to have. So, and I, I, the JRE and Electric Berea, mm-hmm. uh, they are all kind of spearheading some fundraising efforts for him. So, so go, please go check, go check them out. And, mm-hmm. and if, if it's within your means to help out Robert, we'd really appreciate it. Because uh, Robert Rohr is a great Kentucky musician, and we, we need him here. Those guys are pretty great. The JRE, they always have those uplifting songs because, you know, he just did a song called Fall in Love with the World. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. let's, let's see the, the good things in life. And I appreciate that about Jeff. So there you go. So, we all, uh, we our, always have such great <coughs> artist interviews, like oh, the yeah. one that we, we come, we're coming up to now. Yeah, uh, we got on our first uh, gar- artist here, we have Scott Whedon, and uh, he's a pretty interesting guy. Like, He's one of them guys I told you, know, I kind of seen him online there with a guitar, and I thought, hey, you got any music? If you're from Kentucky and, and have a musical instrument in your profile picture, yeah, I about Victor re- is likely to add you as a friend. Yeah, I about no, I don't. You know, it's funny I haven't really uh, friended too many of them. Like just messaging friends, people. Just messaging them, yeah. And uh, well, you know, I'm polite and say, hey, would you like to be on our podcast? And uh, boy, did he ever! It like he's like, oh yeah, I'm a fellow, I'm a fellow Tom Petty fan. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. And uh, in fact, you're wearing a Tom Petty shirt even as we record I, this. I am because you know you don't know how it feels, but. Uh, <laughs> there our, goes. See, our audience funny. found that funny <laughs> so uh it's good he, to have he, a live audience scott proceeded to send me some music he sent me some solo stuff then he sent me uh some music from a little group thing he did called archipelago which we've played them already we have this is all music we've played in, played in the last few weeks mm-hmm. and archipelago is is about plague world and the instrumental right because we're all is, on an island which is pretty cool yeah because we're all on an island and then uh, also letters of acceptance because, you know, Scott is a writing professor at Transylvania, which is right. He runs their writing center there, right, which is pretty awesome. So indeed, yeah, yeah, he was a great conversation. Oh yeah, he was a, a great. So thanks conversation. for bringing him in. It yeah. was that we, was that was fun. We appreciate him coming and seeing us live and uh, playing this little song. So okay, so here's our interview with Scott Whedon. Enjoy. All right, with us today is Scott Whedon on Bluegrass Homefront. Thank How you, you doing? For, thank you for joining us, Scott. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. So, uh, Brian, when when I first hit up Scott, he was one of my people that I saw a picture with a guitar and uh, <laughs> and said, "Hey, would you like to have some music?" And this man proceeded to tell me that he's a, a fellow t- Petty fan. I'm a Petty fanatic. I will say that. Really? So, well, that's yeah. I, I'm glad to know you because I'm I'm probably the biggest Petty fan that most people know. Actually, so. I think on my wife's driver's license, my wife's a native Floridian, and I think on her driver's license in little bitty letters it says "World's Biggest Tom Petty Fans." So really? Okay. She have like a her. T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> she. Uh, I think if you're from that part of Florida, I think it's like part of the deal. Like you have to be. Oh, <laughs> so. well, yeah. well, rightfully so. Right. Rightfully I mean, he's so. A, right. He's a huge influence on what. 
what I do. In so. fact, shortly before the plague world, Victor and I were compelled to take a trip to Florida and back. And uh, we may or may Crystal not have River. listened to about ten and a half hours of Tom Petty music nice. both ways. Mike sure Campbell did. is just incredible as He's a guitar amazing. player. And mm-hmm. Ben Mont is one of my favorite keys players. Mm-hmm. And um, have y'all seen the Bogdanovich movie? The Tom Petty documentary? No, I haven't is seen it. Is that like the run- three and a half hour? It's the three and a half hour Oh, you're talking one. about uh, the running down dream? Running down oh, yeah, dream. yeah. I've okay. seen, it, seen it a few times. And it's, um... Yeah, I just, Victor's watched it more than once. Oh, yeah. me too. Yeah, it's oh, pretty yeah. awesome. So anyway, uh, yeah, Scott proceeded to send me some solo music, mm-hmm. and then he sent me a, a two different groups that he's with. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow, that's amazing. You know, this guy's got some music. And, Thank uh, you. So uh, maybe we should start with your bona fides. What what groups are you sure, a part of? Sure, sure. So I try to stay busy. Um, so I have a number of projects in town. I release solo material under my own name, and mm-hmm. uh, we have some things coming out uh, pretty soon that are that I'm really excited about, and we can talk about those. Um, I also play bass for a band called Letters of Acceptance. We've played them here and on the I know, show. Thank you for that. And those songs are written by a wonderful guy named John Norris and another guy named Clint Newman. Um, they're exceptional guitar players. John is also a professor like me. He's in okay. UK. He does visual art and digital animation stuff and all kinds of cool graphic work. Awesome. Uh, John, uh, it's it's kind of funny. Um, I lived in Louisiana for 13 years before moving here. Uh-huh. And, um, and I loved Louisiana. Um, I was in a band down there for a long time called Cortez Del Mar. And I, we used to play a lot with this band called Harlan. Harlan. And there was this guy named John Norris who was in that band you know, <laughs> years ago. And we loved his band. We loved his songs. We never really talked a lot. We just saw each other like passing, like loading gear off and on a stage. Hey, man, good set. And then a decade later, I get tapped on the shoulder at Owl's one night. I turn around, and I was like, who is this guy? I know this guy. And it's John Norris. He's wow. like, I live here now. I heard you're making music. Um, I'm putting together this thing. Do you play bass? And I'm like, I sort of play bass. So <laughs> um, why don't you send me some songs? And, and and that night, he sends me a file with these amazing songs. John and Clint are amazing harmonizers. They remind me of the birds a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, But also some indie rock stuff, like two bands like Wire, um, Gang of Four. Um so uh, I play with them. Uh, the other guy in that band is the fabulous Tim Welch, who is, uh, I think he's Lexington's Levon Helm. Um, Tim's a hero of mine in many ways. And then I also have currently an all-instrumental project called Archipelago. Mm-hmm. Which we've also played. Yeah, yeah, thank you for that. Archipelago, it's funny. Um, that whole project began at the beginning of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's me and a guy named Jim Gleason, who's in the Johnson Brothers. He's a professor at EKU. Because we all feel like we're on the on an island. Right, oh, exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. You're very welcome. <laughs> thank I, you, thank you. I would you. give you I, a high five, I, except if we Dr. Could. Fauci would be annoyed with me. Right, right. So uh, you've got all this coming out. You've got all these bands. You've got releases under your own name. Where can we Where can we get our our listeners to go and, okay, and, and so connect the, with you? The easiest way to find all of my stuff is um, uh, if you go to a door for a desk dot com. Is that the number four? A or door f o r f o r a door for a desk dot com or a door for a desk at bandcamp dot com. Right. Um, so those are the two main sites, and everything I do filters through those in one way or another. When I was a kid, we lived kind of in the country. My dad was in construction, and um, 
I remember my dad figuring out that I wanted to be a writer and a songwriter and whatever. And we had a barn and outbuildings and horses and, you know, chickens and things like that. And so I remember when I was a kid, I was like 15, my dad said, come me. And, you know, my dad was pretty great. Um, and I see what he's doing. He pulls up two sawhorses and he pulls a door. They had been leaning up in the storeroom near this barn that we had. Um, we boarded horses sometimes, things sure. like that. Um, and he takes this door and he puts it on top of these sawhorses. And I see him take a nail gun. And I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, you need a desk. And I was like, and that was my first quote, writing space. That's awesome. Wow. And, um, and so my dad died about six years ago. And so when I started realizing that I wasn't just going to be a guitar player for other people, that I was going to be putting stuff out of my name, I wanted to make the publishing company and the web address and everything through Door for a Desk. And it, uh, um, it's kind of where everything starts for me is the idea of writers write every day, writers work every day. Um, you got to throw your antenna up. You got to be ready for the inspiration. It doesn't just happen magically. I think you literally have to do a little something every day and it adds up. Mm-hmm. If you ask a sculptor like Kurt Gody, or if you ask, oh, like my wife's a poet, she just had a book come out. If you ask the people who really, if you ask Kim from Frigid Kitty, who's like a huge, I, I admire her work immensely. The people who do it for real, they do it for real as sort of a life choice and a daily practice. It's something people work at. Yeah, gotta, I think so. You got to work at that stuff. And, I think so. And that's important too. You know? Big ears. You got to <laughs> yeah. listen all the time yep. and take it all in and sort out where do you fit in the story. That's right. So. All right. Well, we've had a great time talking today. Thank and, you. Uh, thanks for joining us, Scott. Oh, Scott Whidden. Yes. Whidden. Okay. Woo. I'm gonna. Ha- I, apparently, I'm gonna say it as a question <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> Scott Whidden. Thanks. Whidden is a Gaelic verb. Believe it or not, it means to be nimble and silent. The two things I'm not. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh. That's how. Yeah. So um. Yeah. Well, thank y'all. Y'all do a great podcast. We, I love how you're telling stories about a place that I've fallen in love with. So we much. appreciate you coming out today, Scott. Cool. Thank yes. you very much. <laughs> So, um, what we're going to do is, um, if I was logical and thoughtful, I'd play one of the new songs. But given the moment that we are in, um, this is a song um, uh, from, uh, from the first solo record that, uh, in the midst of this moment, I realized kind of took on a different sort of resonance. So, this is called What We Knew All Along. We needed something to believe in. Some kind of anthem To get us back to what we knew All along Make it a victory song For a victory not yet won Capture the flag With plastic guns in the summer sun Blissful and blameless Shining and effortless As we learned To ignore the casualties And they were part of the plan Familiar and grand Whatever the cost 
salvage and loss of broken things This might be our greatest mistake The parts we choose to play The bodies left on stage This might be our only souvenir to mark our common year before we disappear. This might be the one that kills us yet The gas before the wreck Your favorite regret This might be how we wave goodbye My hands and tongue are tied But we can say we tried Something to believe in Some kind of anthem To get us back To what we knew All along could not remember what we were talking about I guess it did not show Cause you kept going on about it So I slid back into my dream Where I'm always first in line For a better machine It's a good thing you never will Even though you've never done a good thing Now I've bought and sold the dream Where I come out swinging And earn a better machine I got to build them I got to build some better empathy To build some better empathy engines I got to build them So I won't ever have to hear you sing about your stupid little hopes 
and dreams I got to build some better empathy engines
Brass Homefront. This is Victor with Tiny Brian. It is. So in that last set of music, we heard Scott Whedon with we What We Knew All Along. Which he played right here live in the studio. He sure did. Great yeah. time with that. Yep, very appreciative. Thanks again to him for coming by and talking to us. And then that was followed by Owen Reynolds. Infant, say that for me, Brian. The Empathy Engines? Yes. Well, that's the name of his little group, but they also have a song called Empathy Re- Engines, so there you go. Which I, I just, I loved that when I heard the phrase. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, the, and, and Owen's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's another one from uh, around Berea. Again, sure. not, the, we, not the first time we've played Owen either. Oh, no, no. And then finally, speaking of somebody we've played before, uh, Carly Dawn and Hill Folk with Darling. Don't you know that's wrong? Carly was actually nice enough to let us, like, she was our very first thing we ever did for this podcast. Yeah, and let us come into her home, and we've always greatly appreciated that. Mm -hmm. We got our start there. Yeah, that was the first interview we ever did Mm -hmm. before we ever sat down and tried to hammer out how this, like, sitting at this table and doing this thing is. Right. We just went up there and and chatted with her and listened to her play music for a couple hours and recorded it. So it was great. Thanks to her. Great set of music this week. Yeah, I, I enjoy it, so um, keep pushing along with the music, and uh, hopefully I'll get some more new songs, and i I got to get kind of on the ball for reaching out for new ones. But, again, I've been swamped at work, so, you know. Yeah, but we'll, we'll it, get there. It, it goes, but the good thing is i got plenty of artists and plenty of songs that we can always pull from and play and play different songs from, from the same artist, so that's cool. So, so yeah, we are uh, more music to come, and we, we hope you will – hope you're enjoying it. Absolutely. Let us know. But uh, – so, you know, we do focus a lot on Kentucky here. Mm-hmm. That's our thing. And, and one of the things we like to do is talk to people who like to talk about Kentucky. Sure. You know, that's what's taken us to Drew Franklin and uh, and uh, Ryan Lemon Ryan from Lemon. Kentucky Sports Radio. Chip Cosby. Chip Cosby. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk to, to media figures. Mm-hmm. And so because we find the storytellers of Kentucky stories to be in, as interesting as the stories themselves. Sometimes. Oh, sure. So, yeah, absolutely. In our most recent uh, entry in that vein of people that we've talked to, we spoke via Zoom just recently to Wendy Barnett. Wendy. We did, and uh, I, I found I knew nothing about her honestly when we when we first started talking to her, but I found her very uh, very nice and very fascinating, and she was a nice young woman. Yeah, I really enjoyed a, that. Yeah, she has a great job. She's mm-hmm. the production coordinator for WEKU, which mm-hmm. is the NPR station for basically the eastern third of the state. Right. Pretty much all the mountains. Yeah, they've got like 10 transmitters and, and repeaters so that, you know, pretty much wherever you are in the mountains, you unless you're them, real up. deep up in a holler, mm-hmm. you can probably get, get some uh, public radio and some information, and and, and they always have, have good information. So yep. I'm, I've been and uh, kind of randomly connected with Wendy recently, and then off we came, and here she is, and she consented to come in and talk to us and yeah. let me kind of nerd out about public radio with her for a few <laughs> minutes. So. so there you go. So, yeah, it's kind of fascinating, and we'll go on into it now. This is our conversation with production manager at WEKU, Wendy Barnett. We are so fortunate to be joined at this time by uh, Eastern Kentucky radio personality, uh, production manager, host of the morning show on uh, your local NPR affiliate if you get your NPR through WEKU in the eastern part of the state. Wendy Barnett, thank you for joining us here on Bluegrass Homefront. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So are you, uh, so just want to kind of get your, we, because we are a Kentucky-focused podcast, so we're telling Kentucky music and stories here. So Curious, are you a Kentucky native? How did you wind up at, at East EKU doing doing the Lord's work in public radio? 
I am from Kentucky. I'm actually uh, born and raised in Richmond and okay. I've lived here all my life. And so while living here and I ended up working on campus at EKU and then I saw a job opening and it was about 1999-2000 and they had a job opening there for the morning news host. So I applied for it and uh, got the job. Worked there for about six or seven years, and then when my son was born, I, it was really hard to do those early morning hours. So. Oh, I can imagine, especially when you're um, getting no sleep because you have a getting, son. Right, newborn baby, early morning hours, it was pretty difficult. So I took a little bit of time off, and then uh, a few years ago, got called back in to come in and help out because um, they, were, they needed some help at that time. So... I got back into it, and I've been there since, I guess, the fall of 2017. Excellent. So I, I'm curious about, uh, I am I am sort of, as you might have figured out, I'm a little bit of a broadcasting nerd here that I have, if you look, we have literally built ourselves a studio. It's a blanket for it, but we like it. Um, it looks amazing. Oh, thank you. But uh, anyway, I'm curious because there's, I know there's a lot of, a lot of public radio that goes on here in Kentucky specifically. There's you guys, there's w, WKY here in Lexington. I know there's Louisville, there's Western Kentucky, there's Northern Kentucky, but you all kind of seem to be connected. There seems to be like you guys have shows that kind of go from one channel to the other. So mm-hmm. I was curious about how that kind of works at a state level, how you guys kind of interact or do you interact or Yes, we do, definitely. Um, We also, uh, within our network, we're considered the Kentucky Public Radio Network. Mm -hmm. So each of the reporters at each of the stations, when they publish news stories, because you may hear um, some of our news stories in the mornings or in the afternoons, they'll be from other radio stations. Mm -hmm. In the afternoon, we also play, um, you'll hear sometimes Rick Hallett doing a two-minute newscast that's just statewide news. Sure, from Um, Kentucky Public Radio. Yes, so that's part of that network where we just, all of us pitch in together because each public radio station, you know, that's very small news departments, just, you know, only a few people working in each one. So we're able to work together and contribute forces so that all the stations can share the news and what they feel like is relevant to their area and what their listeners may like. They'll just kind of pick those news stories and and air those so that it kind of fills out your newscast for you so that you have more of a variety. You know, people in Western Kentucky have a those reporters have a better idea about what's going on there mm-hmm. than we do in Eastern Kentucky, you know? So we're able to get the good information from those people who are knowledgeable about those areas and share that with each other. Yeah. I find that uh, I kind of, a couple of years ago, I made a very deliberate decision to sort of step. I'd been watching, I'd use like television news. Uh, I had at one point been sort of a 24 hour news cable chunky, and kind of at some point, a few years previously, had decided, no, that's too much. So I had stepped down to like one of the network newses and then found that I was watching a lot of that and was like, no, this is still too much. So now I find that I have I've been using a lot of I've been uh, I've kind of went to NPR. I uh, I'm a bit I uh, I'm a subscriber to Up First and a few of the other uh, the ones. And I have now figured out where I can tune in during the day to get your like little five minute Kentucky news summary. Mm -hmm. 
but I am looking forward to the day that you guys actually start to put out kind of a daily Kentucky news summary podcast. Oh, yeah. And we're excited about that, too. And that is on the home front. And like I had previously told you that our exciting news at WEKU, uh, we will be we've hired on a news director, which uh, I think it's been six or seven years, maybe longer that WEKU has went without a news director. And um, currently in the last few years, our general manager, Mike Savage has been the acting news director to keep Mm. everything going. So uh, as our funding has improved and increased, we were able to hire one on. He starts, his name is Craig Kopp and he's, a veteran journalist who's worked all over the nation. And Excellent. so we're very excited about that. He starts March the 8th. And so that is definitely doing podcast is definitely one of the things that's on his scope of what what's coming. So we will let you know when that happens. We're excited. And we will definitely, we will definitely put that out. Cause we, uh, like I say, I have, as I've got, as I kind of passed got a little older I have slowly kind of drifted up towards NPR as my and and you guys really do are do some of the best work at just kind of calling balls and strikes you know just kind of here's what's going on here's where people disagree so that's part of why I really kind of I want to boost the signal of you guys who need no signal boosting because you know you guys are pretty well known now I I have a weird technical question sure (laughs) Because, you know, this is this is partial. This is why I started a podcast, a because I'm a middle aged white man and we're required by law to start podcasts. Um, And then B, I have lots of weird questions. And the best way that I can think of to get them answered is to actually just open up my own RSS feed and start a podcast. So anyway, which brings me to my question. I'll do my best. I'll do my best. I may not know, but I'll do my best. to answer. So when you guys do your you're listening to WEKU and and it's, you know, you go through your numbers and you go through about six different places because you've got retransmitters in Barberville and and different. I don't want to. I'm sure I'll get them wrong. But the last two you do, which I think is Middlesbrough and Pikeville. They're weird Mm -hmm. transmitters that and do you have to have like a weird radio to get those? What? What are those last things when you guys are doing your numbers? Well, that's what we call the long ID is what you're talking about. And we do the long ID. It's required by FCC that we do an ID of Mm -hmm. our station every hour. Mm -hmm. And we do what we call the long ID that has the translators. And that's where we give the numbers and then then the town. Right. And the translators, what they do is, okay, so if you... When you hear the shorter ID, when you hear 88.9 WEKU, that's a transmitter, which is a bigger sure. machine that is setting in uh, at Clay's Ferry. Right. That's your actual FM transmitter up on the tower. That's it. And then we have other transmitters, Corbin, Hazard, and Pikeville. And then all the little ones are the translators. So they pick up the transmitter signal and they bring them into those smaller areas that our transmitters can't necessarily get to because of the mountains, the the valleys, the haulers, all of those. Sure. We have those translators set up in those kind of more remote areas that are harder to get a signal into. So, so like the... Pick up the transmitters. So they so they just trans... Like the, the Pikeville one, does it just pass on hazard signal or what is it? Or is it, where do you... Like what, what frequency is that? What frequency is it translating? 
Um, I believe I believe that's how that works. And this is something that I should actually know more about and haven't had more time to study and learn it. But I believe that that's what it does is the one that's like the one in Barberville uh, picks up hazard. The one in uh, Middlesboro picks up hazard, you know, so it's and just repeats it on and helps it get mm -hmm. to those neighborhoods. Exactly. As someone who was was born up in a holler, well, grew up up in a holler up in Pike County, way over in eastern Kentucky. We appreciate right. the effort. I'm, I'm on behalf of those people. <laughs> I just want to say we appreciate the effort. Thank you. And you know, and you know how difficult it is to pick up radio signals from if you're in that, because that's far the farthest east you can go in Kentucky. Oh yeah, my holler literally emptied out in Virginia. <laughs> right, and then and then you know that. Picking up a signal from Lexington is just next to impossible. Oh, no. Right? We, so, we always <laughs> listen to a lot of Virginia stations oh, yeah. growing up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bluefield was where we got Bluefield. our radio from a lot. Oh, yeah. And then it, because you got to get to the wherever the nearest signal is. And so that's that's the reason why they set up those translators so that, you know, we could get more into those areas. So I, I with uh, with a new news director coming on there in Richmond, Sounds like there's uh, maybe we can expect some uh, some new stuff, some original stuff coming in the offing from uh, from from WKU. Absolutely. So there will be more local stories, more focus uh, into Eastern Kentucky, and um, getting into more detailed things. You know, looking into the lives of people. Like, you know, how are people being affected by the pandemic? How um, how far has the you know the racial inequity seeped into Kentucky and what's going on? You know all the matters and the concerns of what all is going on in the world. Taking that broader perspective, it all affects us in one way or another. Each of us, everything is being everyone is affected by everything that is going on right now, and so getting a closer look into all of those situations. And you know the most important part is is about serving this area, and especially since we're from we're natives of this area, mm -hmm. and so we know that the vo our voice has not always been portrayed correctly, mm -hmm. and we've not always had to be we've not been able to share our story, and so that's one of the things that we want to do you know, at WBKU. And if you've listened to like Tom, Tom, uh, Tom Martin's Eastern standard. Oh program, yes. You know, he was, he has done worked volumes at bringing that voice, the real voice of, you know, of Eastern Kentucky forward. And so, and that's one of the things what we want to do with this news because, you know, like Louisville and Lexington, more central Northern Kentucky. And mm -hmm. then we've got, We've got Western Kentucky Public Radio, but WBKU serves the whole South Central portion. Yeah, you serve a third of the state. All right. Well, yeah, we'll we'll talk some more later. And when you get your news director, if somebody, we'd love to have somebody come up and kind of talk us through the legislative session once the once the show is over, uh, and kind of talk us through what happened. But uh, anyway, thanks so much for coming and spending some time with us, Wendy. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you so much mm -hmm. for having me. You all have a great rest of your weekend. Yeah, I'm you like, too. Appreciate yeah. it. Bye bye. All right. Bye. You want to end the meeting while I am. Welcome back to Bluegrass Homefront. This is Tony Bryan, still here with Victor. Hey, hey. So quite the show today, really. Yeah, I I, I enjoyed both of those interviews. Like, yeah. 
Scott's a cool dude. He's intense, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I appreciate his energy. And uh, yeah, we really enjoyed that. And then, uh, like I said, I was pleasantly surprised by Wendy. I had no no clue who we were talking to, and she ended up being pretty great. So, yeah, that's one of those where I'm like, okay, show up here. We're going to do this. It's yeah, like, what are we doing? Yeah, don't worry about it. It'll <laughs> right. be good. Just follow along. And I didn't say much either. So, but oh no, well. but, but it was fine. Yeah, and, and great time. And I probably left out of the. Uh, Probably left out of what they heard in the edited version is just how nerdy Wendy is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was an unexpected surprise. Yeah, that was a pleasant surprise. So, so hopefully we'll get to hear from more people at WKU and, and more of that as time as time rolls on. So at least one bit of – see, and I have no idea. You, you need to tell me if this is good news or not. I've been thinking about it all day. Okay. So, you know, Louisville mm-hmm. beat Duke. Right. So I'm always happy when Duke loses. Yes. But it's sort of annoying when Louisville wins and we don't. Well, it depends on how you really feel about Louisville. Well, you know, and like, again, I don't, a I don't of, hate Louisville. Yeah, but that's us. A lot of U.K. fans hate Louisville. Well, yeah, famously, you know, that's, the that's most, our, possibly the most famous U.K. fan in the state hates Louisville you know, pretty that, famously. Right, that that may be like, you know, because they're the little brother and the enemy and everything all at the same time and the whole Patino thing and blah, 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 but... We didn't really. We were five hours from it, so it really didn't affect us that way. So I, yeah. I, I'm glad that Louisville beat Duke. I want Duke to lose every game. I, admittedly, so, I would want. I do want Duke to and, lose every game they play. But for me personally, yeah, I will always root for Louisville over Duke. Yeah, I guess it's just it's just annoying because we lost. Yeah, I could feel fine if oh, Duke, well, Duke's allowed to win if we win. Yeah, but we we didn't. I know, and it was and. It felt like we but, would. I, I felt. I felt like we were finally doing all right in that game too. We were, and then we didn't. It wasn't the total like four minute disaster like we had no, had earlier in no, the year. No, they they did kind of keep fighting, but they yeah, just, that that it wasn't. They didn't collapse. They just no, they just couldn't quite keep it going. And it turns out Florida is actually pretty good. Yeah. And, and you know what's scary about them is they actually lost their best player. Oh like, wow! Early in the season, so they would have been like really good this year, but they're still good without him but they would have been real good admittedly know. they were pretty fun to watch oh yeah are they Florida. in do we know if they're oh yeah in? they're in I they're, they're, they're in top in. four in the sec so so yeah that usually gets you in but that uh back to that louisville game that was a pretty good game it was overtime and louisville ended up winning 80 to 73 over duke so you always kind of wow uh, that's a big that's a kind of a big win for an overtime win you know usually when it's overtime you don't win by seven or eight points and of course you know louisville's in their conference in the last few years so the acc mm-hmm. so, so they meet each other all the time now and oh yeah every year a couple times i think twice a year every year now which is just weird you know there's a kentucky team that plays duke every year yeah which one should it be it should be kentucky but yeah. it's not but it's not because there's just no justice we play them like every fourth year because of that t- champions classic or whatever that we're in every year it's like once in four generations of of, of kids pretty much yeah. Wow. Well, you know, better times are coming. Football's oh, yeah. going to be good. Football's going to be good. And I, and I think I think a couple of these young guys are going to come back. Oh, and, uh, speaking yeah. of football, I will be going – I'm, I'm happy to announce. I don't oh, know no. if you saw my post on social media yesterday, but this – like the day after this is released, I'll be going to the U.K. football stadium to get my first COVID vaccination. Oh, boy. Yeah, I did see that. So. Oh, I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm ready – I'm ready to get to to be antisocial by choice, not by, not <laughs> Necessity. by health, not by health mandate. <laughs> so yeah, we all look forward to that. Like I'm, I'm ready to get the 
the herd thing going on, you know, where most people are vaccinated and we can move on with our lives and start spitting on each other again. Yeah, so I will have a report on what happened with all that when we meet again. Okay, so that'll be fun. So and if you have questions, if you want to tell us about your vaccination experience or have any other questions, comments, concerns, threats, whatever you got, you can reach us at, uh, you, you can find us on social media. We have all of our inboxes open. We do. But the best way to reach us is by email. Victor, do you know the email address? Uh, com. Okay, that would be the website. <laughs> But it's still bluegrasshoffrut.com. Well, yes, that, and that is an important part of any email address. Yeah. But do you know the feedback email address for Bluegrass Homefront? It's feedback at bluegrasshomefront.com. There we go. And feedback that, at bluegrasshomefront.com. You know, had to peel it out at me, I guess. I'm, I'm slowly getting better at this but, drawing the information from you. But I figured it out. Well, I, have to, I don't think about it most of the time, you know. So, <laughs> like, when you ask me on the on the spot it's like oh um, i don't know i wasn't thinking about that um, 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 all right but it's feedback at bluegrassfarmfront.com please send us any information or anything that you'd like to argue about tell us about anything tell us how much you like or dislike our music or what we talk about or any of that stuff so please do you know a kentucky weirdo we would like to meet and talk to your kentucky weird friend as long as they're not dangerous just call and tell us what weird rock they hang out by at feedback at bluegrasshomefront.com. There you go. Bluegrass Homefront is produced by me, Tiny Brian Woodard, with Victor Anderson, who is also our music supervisor. Our associate producer and editor is Malachi Woodard. We offer special thanks to Catherine Leon Anderson and Michael Trent, and this week to our audience. Audience, thanks for joining us. He smiles. He seems very happy. He does. Thanks, Brian. For more information on and all of our episodes, you can visit bluegrasshomefront.com. Until next time, this is Tiny Brian reminding you that the blinking light is only me. Toodles.